Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Grab that happiest thought and take flight with me, your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Why am I the pan? Because I'm head lost boy. Why am I the Spider Pan? Well, because I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And I have a nickname, which you can have one, too, if you head to NeverlandPodcast.com and click on the link for Neverlanders, and you can become an official Lost Boy or Pixie here of the Neverland Podcast. That way you can take flight with me with that happy thought in the pixie dust into Neverland every week and be official, uh, which is something we need to do with our Lost Boy joining us today, because we have Jeff Revere from Disney Inspired, and we still don't have a nickname for you. Oh, we got to work that out. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out one. Because Disney Inspired, you're also working with uh, with our pixie Amy, who we also call Marie, because she's a bit... Well, I think we call her Kitten Marie, because she's a big fan of the Aristocats. Yep, that's correct. Yep. So, which, she might come suddenly wandering in, so keep listening. We might hear from her later. But this week, oh my goodness, I've been super busy with so many different things, and there's been so much news that has been popping up that uh, really, uh, that's pretty much what we've got to talk about, and some special news that actually is going to lead us into a nice tribute to something that is changing very, very soon. But I do want to remind you all to look for me on Twitch as Spider Pan. Uh, you can also follow the Neverland Podcast on YouTube. I normally have been showing Kingdom Hearts, but uh, a certain Spider-Man game came out, and so I've been playing that one and streaming it live on Twitch, and also uploading to YouTube, so you can follow along with my progress through that game. Uh, although, I gotta warn you, I had something I posted today with a big spoiler from the storyline in there, so you might want to be careful if you don't want to have anything surprised, or not surprised, or, yeah, spoiled. 
Right. It's yeah. It's one of them tricky things. Because yeah, I said, boy, I tell you something. Uh, I, was it just? I guess this morning, I there was a major incident that happened that uh, they took the game from being, well, I'm having fun playing this to being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Oh my gosh, I got to do something about this. And so yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> what do you what do you think the game? The closest game, I think it would be the Dark Knight. Um, well, it, it has some things that are, are reminiscent of the the, um, the Arkham games. There's some similarities, but it's uh, it's very different because in with Batman, if you want to counter something, he actually does a counter move and does damage to his enemy. Uh, Spider Man, his spider sense doesn't necessarily lead him to counter. He'll normally he'll dodge, but you do get abilities later where if you dodge at the right time, and you know it's a here it's a good web in your eye type of thing that he'll jump away and shoot webs into the face of whoever just fired that gun or threw that punch or did whatever. Uh, so no. I mean, there's some similarities, nice. and I I have gotten to where I'm a little bit better at bouncing from one guy where I kick him in the face and hop over and kick this other guy in the face and uh, also finding out if, uh, if I'm airborne uh, using a, a web pull line I can pull myself into a guy and knock him down and then get over to another guy or sliding under people's legs and hitting them in the back of the head you know that's it's really fun once you kind of get your rhythm yeah. and learn how they've designed the combat oh it's so much fun I was watching your video we're just flying all over the place it, it looks fun fun Oh, yeah, you can be really acrobatic with it, so it's a lot of fun. There's a few maneuvers I still would like to have unlocked. Um, I'm still working on I think I'm supposed to be able to do it, where if I'm airborne, I should be able to pull, fire a web down at a guy and pull them up into the air with me. And I'd also like to, you know, I don't know if it's in there, but like some of the older Spider-Man games, you could pull a guy into the air, then grab him, do a little tumble flip, and then smash him into the ground. So I have figured out where you can, I can knock a guy into the air and then fire a web and pull them back to the ground and head first. So nice. it's a concussion. So there's a lot of, there's so many things you can mix it up. And even I went back and I was watching some of my video of some of the fighting and I realized I missed opportunities to pull objects down on some bad guys uh, oh. at that construction site. I was like, because you know, I'd see in the background, oh, they were telling me to pull something. If I'd have pulled it, that guy standing right there, I could have pulled that 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 uh, crossbeam right into him. So right. next playthrough, I'm going to try to try to mix it up a little bit more. So, cool. and I have actually, heck, I'm going to just dive into, there was a little bit of news. I actually just read about it, that there is a new game plus coming. So if for anyone familiar with a lot of different games, they'll, they'll do like a big, even Batman games have had this where you play through the main storyline and then they open a new game plus mode. And basically it'll give you the same story. But it'll maybe make it a little bit more difficult or mix things up a little bit for you. And it also keeps track right. of like all your side quests. It'll keep track of where you were at on those so you can continue working on those. But you can play through the story a second round. Uh, but Spider-Man has sold 3.3 million copies. And they've even got some websites up like Spotify and things like that. You can stream the soundtrack to of the game, which is actually pretty good. And I mean, the soundtrack has done really well. Where if, it, if I was just sitting on the corner of a building, nothing really happens. It's quiet. But as soon as you dive off and you sling that web, the music just builds up behind it. Uh, and nah, so, I mean, there's some really nice. good stuff in there. I'm, I'm still just having too much fun with it. Of course, it's a Spider-Man game. I'm a Spider-Man junkie. Of course, I was going to love it. But it just gets better the further I go. I just wish I had more time to play it because there's people who have already finished it. But I actually don't want to get to a finishing point. I want to be able to just keep going. So the concept of a new yeah, game plus also... It. 
all the downloadable content that's coming up here in October, because uh, I've already got my season pass set up. So October, November, and December, they're supposed to have three different episodes of some new downloadable content. So I am looking forward to getting to dive into even more Spidey fun. Oh. But we have a cool. we have a bunch of other news we really should dive into. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that segment. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, so I actually saw a lot of articles pop up this week, and one of them, they're talking about, oh, hey, Marvel's taking over X-Men and all these other things, these little snippet articles. But most of those articles led me over to The Hollywood Reporter because they actually sat down and talked to Disney CEO Bob Iger. So I pulled a few things from that article. Oh, my gosh, there was so much. But I I pulled just some of the highlights, and I figured, you know, let's just read what's actually there. So I'm going to start here with the first question. Well, it's not the very first question they asked, but it was the first one I thought was interesting because they started talking about the upcoming streaming service, which uh, I guess they're still calling Disney Play, although I hope they come up with something better than that, but that's beside the point. (laughs) But the first thing they asked is, how do you see the recent interest in premium content from the digital giants? And Bob Iger said, I'm impressed with what has been accomplished at Netflix and Amazon, but none of them is either Disney or Marvel or or Pixar, or Star Wars, or National Geographic, or FX, or Searchlight, or Avatar, I could go on. So we enter the business that they're in, in many respects, with an advantage from a content perspective that will enable us to focus on quality rather than just volume. And then this guy here is, the Fox deal has brought a, a lot of new into the company. How much does the question of who will succeed the discussion of how to integrate these people? Uh, Bob Iger, it's a very good question. We're going to take the best people from both companies who's going to be basically on the playing field for us, meaning talent will prevail. Fox Searchlight is a great example. You look at FX, Nat Geo, yeah, you're buying libraries and brands, but you're also buying the people. I'm not going to talk about specific people right now, except to say that I've met with the senior management team, and I'm not only fully engaged with them on what the possibilities for them might be, but I'm excited about the prospects. So, yeah, if you work at Fox, make sure you've got a really good resume because, you know, Bob Iger's looking to keep as many as he can, it sounds like. Right. All right. So then they asked, how involved do you get in decisions to cancel Roseanne at ABC or fire James Gunn at Marvel? And he says, I would say there's a blend of my helping to make the decision to my supporting decisions that have been made. Roseanne was completely unanimous. We discussed how it would be communicated and when, because there were a number of entities that had to be properly filled in. But the decision was completely unanimous. The James Gunn decision was brought to me as a unanimous decision of a variety of executives at the 
studio and I supported it. I wonder how much of that decision was the goofy idea that Roseanne's character on The Connors is going to OD'd on opioids. Oh, oh yeah. I saw all that. <laughs> this is it's ridiculous. I, wow. I, I don't, I don't uh, agree with that move. Yeah, I wasn't planning on watching the show anyway. I wasn't really worried they brought Roseanne back. I wasn't a fan of the show to begin with. So, (laughs) right. Yeah, right. Personal person. But I I still think that they could have done something different. Yeah, they could have. But that's okay. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. If the show fails, it fails. If it succeeds, then okay, it succeeds. Fail. I I, 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 (laughs) I put money on it failing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she yeah, probably draw. Let's make a Roseanne show without Roseanne. Oh, okay. Right. What is this, the John Goodman show? You know, I like John Goodman, but... Um, oh, yeah. And he could do a show of his own, but I don't yeah. think he could do it as the Connors. Yeah. I think there's other things that he would be really awesome at, given the opportunity. Right. He's, he's one of the best. Yep. Uh, okay. So the next question... Um, and there was backlash. You still support it. Um, Bob Iger said, I haven't second guessed their decision. <laughs> yeah, that really just ties in, I guess, to what I was reading before. I gave you a whole lot right. to read there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. This, yeah, I like this question, though. Has the culture at Pixar changed at all in the last eight months since the exit of John Lasseter? And he says, anytime that you change leadership, there is an inevitable cultural shift. There was a cultural shift at Disney when I took over for Michael Eisner after 21 years. John Lasseter was in his role for a long time, had an enormous influence on both the culture and creativity of Pixar. And so, of course, in John leaving, there is inevitable and was an inevitable cultural shift. To get into the details, I'd prefer not to. I, I think yeah, that's a very yeah, good diplomatic answer because yeah, right. it's it's going to be different and it's messy. It's kind of ugly. But, you know, Pixar is going to keep going. You know, so I I don't I don't know if they've even said who's going to take the reins. I don't know if like Pete Doctor is going to step in or something. I mean, right, right. Okay. So the next question here is how is Marvel going to absorb Fox's X-Men franchise and Feige going to oversee everything? Bob Iger said it makes sense. I want to be careful here because of what's been communicated to the Fox folks, but I think they know. It only makes sense for Marvel to be supervised by one and to be two Marvels. Yeah. Oh, and and guess who just came in, Jeremy? Amy just oh, came hi, here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, right in time for this very interesting question, which might have been on the, the minds of a lot of people. They asked, so Deadpool could become an Avenger. And Bob Iger said, well, Kevin's got a lot of ideas. I'm not suggesting that's one of them, but who knows? Now, see, here's the thing. You know, with all the people who have been fans of the Dead, the Deadpool franchise, uh, they wouldn't want anything less than an R, hard R. Not just an R-rated, but a hard R. And really, to bring right. Deadpool into the Avengers, you they'd have to PG-13 him. 
and I don't think you'd keep his fans happy. So I don't see Deadpool really being able to become an Avenger. Uh, they'll, they'll figure out something to do with it because he's still very marketable. Uh, I, I personally, I think you could get away with a PG-13 version of Deadpool and, I, and just rely on that humor. Uh, I don't think they have to go hard R to make him funny. I think they can make Deadpool funny without going hard R. So I think it's possible. Right. I just don't know if the fan base would be happy with a PG-13. Like I would. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. But, you know, he's got a lot of fan base that just love a hard R. So... I don't know. It would be very fun, though, to have him stuck in with the Avengers at some point, though. A lot of people, I think, would like to see him teamed up with Spider-Man because there is a comic that features the two of them. I don't understand right. how I haven't read it because right. I don't. It's I, very I, funny. I, yeah, I'm sure it'd be hilarious, but Deadpool likes to kill. Spider-Man is a definitely no-killing type of superhero, so I don't see how that works. So I haven't read any of it to me because to me it just it's too much of a clash. Even though it would be hilarious, it would to me it just doesn't work mentally. So I haven't read any of it. Maybe right. I should, but I just I can't see Spidey working with Deadpool. It'd be like him working with the Punisher. It just doesn't happen. He has a hard enough time anytime that in the past that the that Spidey had to team up with Venom because he's always concerned about what Venom's going to do. You know. Yeah, I don't know. If they if they make a movie of that, I'd go though. Right. So let's see what what's the next question here. Uh, Many believe Disney should pump the brakes and not put out a Star Wars movie each year. This one was controversial in in my area. Um, But Bob Iger said, I made the timing decision. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, uh, I take the blame. I was a little too much, too fast. Expect some slowdown, but the... That doesn't mean we're not going to make films. J.J. Abrams is busy making episode nine. We have creative entities, including Game of Thrones creators, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who are developing sagas um, of their own, which we haven't been able to be specific about. And we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after JJ's. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing and the back uh, and the buck stops here on that. So we didn't hear anything about Ryan Johnson. Um, Ryan Johnson is going forward with his films. He did tweet that he's still making them. That was a ridiculous rumor somebody started. Ryan Johnson's still going. He didn't say anything, but I don't think he had to because Ryan Johnson's already said, no, I'm still going. But maybe they're going to space these out a little bit more. Yeah, it seems to be well, what they're saying, and that's that seems to be a good idea because they, they it seems like they were almost going to flood the market with Star Wars, and so maybe slowing down, taking time, you know, spacing them out a little bit more is probably a good plan. Because I mean, when you look at the original films and even the prequels, there's like two three years in between, so that's probably a yeah. good plan. Just slow down a little bit, you know, pump the brakes just a little. Go ahead and make the movies, but space them out. Don't overflood the market. Because, I mean, heck, there's people who think there's too many Marvel movies because you get one to two every year, if not three, you know. And, right, three. Yeah, People are going to get worn out if you if you keep that up. So they kind of have to just slow it down a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
We might disagree on that one, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, because I would love like more, but I, I don't want I don't want to have so much to where people feel oversaturated and they get tired of it. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, make them, but maybe maybe space them out. That's fine. I, I can be patient as long as they keep making right. good Star Wars movies. I'm still gonna go. Just as long as they so. make them good. Yeah, exactly. Make a good Star Wars movie, and I'm happy. So far, I've been pretty happy with all of it. So, I know not everybody is. I think more people right. need to give Solo a chance because Solo was actually really fun. So I did like that'll be Solo. That'll be on Blu-ray here by the end of the week. I think uh, we're releasing like Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. That's new normal release day. So it's already been out on digital, but I've been waiting. I want my Blu-ray. Okay, but I'll move along here. Finally, some Disneyland purists are upset that there's going to be booze for sale at Star Wars Land. Uh, And this is kind of funny how this is like branched out. I'll go ahead and finish this out because it says we have to be careful. We don't let people drink and then go on Autopia. He made a joke there. That's funny. Don't drink and drive Autopia. But uh, then the the interviewer said, well, funny, Walt did specifically say no booze at Disneyland. And Bob Iger has an answer for that. He says, yeah, except I think Walt had a nip or two in his apartment at night. (laughs) I'm a big believer in tradition. This just seemed like one of those traditions that if we changed it, the empire wasn't going to crumble. Now, we did get a little bit of fan feedback on some of these. And uh, Waylon, uh, he he doesn't like to use punctuation when he comments. You want to tackle that one? (laughs) I'm taking your silences like you have no idea where. But Waylon said 2019 is almost happening and it's coming real soon. They should be done with Star Wars theme hotel, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and Tron Coaster won't be finished until 2021. Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary, now 40 years of magic for good magical experience in the past, present, and future. Wow, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit song needs to come back. Kitchen Cabaret or Food Rock, now Mark Twain Riverboat, possibly returned for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. World of Color, replacing Illumination, Reflection of Earth is a good experience now. Uh, I, I guess he's basically trying to list a lot of things that he would like to see happen for some of these upcoming anniversaries and some things he would like to see returned. It's Like I said, it's really difficult to put together. He doesn't use punctuation, so you just kind of have to follow his thought train. <laughs> Waylon has thought trains and he goes for it. But yeah, I, right. especially he did mention like Illumination going away uh, and maybe having a version of the World of Color to replace it. Sounds like actually a pretty good plan. I don't know if that is the plan, but that is an interesting idea. Man, if that was what they were going to do. That sounds pretty cool. Although I would like to see Illumination before it's gone. That would be awesome. Yeah. The other bit of feedback we had was from Gary. Gary also uh, from Saturday Morning Rewind, so y'all probably know who he is. But with the mention of an X-Men film, he said Hugh Jack needs to come back. Oh. I like the way he does yeah. Hugh Jack. Uh, <laughs> right. So that's, that's yeah, a good that, question. That should be Hugh, something that should happen. Yeah. See, Hugh Jackman said he was done playing Wolverine. He doesn't want to play it anymore. And Logan was supposed to be his last. That was something he decided. So I don't know if the, the uh, coming around to reboot the character, if that would tempt him to come back or not. Well, I Daniel Craig didn't want to be James Bond either. Yeah, and they did talk. He did decide to come back one more time, didn't he? So, you know, it's possible. So, you know, I I don't know who else I would cast. To, I would probably maybe find another unknown to play Wolverine, because I don't know of any actor that's out there right now that I think would make an awesome Wolverine, like off the top of my head. 
Right. Because there's no Jackman's been pretty good. He's just a little too tall for the role, but he's played it really well. Right. But yes, as we mentioned, Illumination's closing end of summer 2019. And I never got to see it. I haven't either. Amy, have you seen it? Yes, I have, actually. It's Hi, Amy, there she probably is. probably <laughs> one of my favorites for park shows and things. Um, we make it a point to watch it every time we're there, so... Yeah. Wow, and it's been there for 20 years. Wow. Yep. With a 28-foot-tall globe that floats up atop a barge, and I've seen some video of it. I mean, it's... Uh, it's really cool, and it's actually uh, in the uh, what is this a Golden Ticket Awards? I guess, but it's an eleven-year winning streak as the best outdoor night production. I mean, wow! Yeah. Probably the biggest one out of any of the parks. I would, yeah, think so. and. And uh, from uh, last time we spoke with Mike Emke, uh, part of the reason this is, has to go, though, is it's becoming difficult to maintain, keeping everything underwater. It's kind of fallen a little bit of disrepair. Uh, it kind of it rusts, and uh, so it's becoming expensive. So they just they just have to replace it. It's just gotten to where it's going to be too difficult to fix it up to keep it on par. So it's kind of sad to see it go, but it's also exciting to know that something new is on its way. Yeah. But speaking of some new Always things. Always great to have something new. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Oh, oh. Remember the magic. From my country, please welcome our guests of honor from Canada. And from Europe. Diamo il benvenuto ai membri della nostra famiglia italiana. From the land of my birth, veuillez accueillir nos familles françaises. And from my homeland, begrüßen wir unsere Familienmitglieder aus Deutschland recht herzlich. From the British Isles, please also welcome our family from the United Kingdom. And from my home in Scandinavia, Vadven Leo Unske wurde noch schiestig. Willkommen! And from Africa, Nawadu anurahiba min fadlikum bidiyufi sharaf min baladil maghrib. From the lands of the Orient, 欢迎你们来自世界各地的炎黄子孙. From the land of the rising sun, 日本の皆様,ようこそお越しくださいました. And from my wonderful land, acompáñenme en darles la bienvenida a nuestra familia de México. And to all of our family members who have traveled here from around the United States, welcome!
Yes. And then how about 19 new magical limited time experiences that are coming to Walt Disney World Resort here in 2019? How exciting is that? But especially with Mickey's 90th birthday. Oh, yes. And oh my gosh, they're gonna they're still gonna have new music, some dancing, and all sorts of fun in the Magic Kingdom Park for Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration. That sounds really cool. I'm expecting something in November to happen as well. I haven't heard anything too particular about that, but I'm expecting November they're gonna have some fun. Oh yeah, and we're gonna be at Disneyland on the 12th of November. Awesome. I've also got something special about to happen. I, I'll segue real quick. I should have mentioned this before. I have an assignment uh, in a, a media promotions class to promote some sort of online type of thing. Like, oh, for instance, the Neverland podcast. So for five weeks, we're going to have a big push. and I'm going to be doing a lot more on social media, including a photo series I'm going to call Mickey Quest. Basically, you're going to have a lot of photos. I, I took a lot of photos in Marceline, uh, and I have these little little miniature Mickey Mouse figures I've been buying. Uh, and so you're going to find a little Mickey Mouse figure hiding somewhere in these pictures, sometimes in plain sight, sometimes really kind of hard to find. But I'm going to be posting some of those up. They'll be on my Instagram channel. If you look for me on the Spider Pan, I'll post them there. And I think Instagram is also linked over to the Twitter page for Neverland P Cast. I'll, I'll probably try to get them up on Facebook. Although they, he did say, my professor did say, try to not have the same thing on Twitter and Facebook. So people have a reason to follow both. But if you jump on there, you'll be able to follow those photos. There'll be some new blog posts, at least two a week. I have to do two blog posts a week of 500 words. So make sure you visit the Neverland podcast website and click on that news link for whatever i post and maybe eric will be posting something i haven't gotten to talk to him yet but yeah so we got a big push and a lot of it is going to be that mickey mouse is 90 years i'm going to have some fun with that concept but yeah moving on to the next thing on the list well hey we'll let amy read one of these off we're looking at the disney parks blog by the way y'all okay um, so the Move It, Shake It, Mouse Dance It Street Party at the Magic Kingdom Park. Um, looks like they're going to let you dance with Mickey and Minnie and their pals in front of Cinderella's Castle. Shake It along with live singers um, with some new arrangements of Mickey songs. Um, so that'll be kind of fun, I think. Yeah, th that sounds a lot like what they've had previously. When I was there back in 2009, they had a, a Move It, Shake It street party dance, but I guess they're they're updating it. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever dance. seen that. So. Oh, yeah. I, I watched maybe about five minutes of it, I think. I got a little bit of video of it. It's you had like this DJ going up there. And so, yeah. If you're into a dance type of thing, that's definitely... Yeah, I'm not. So I, I didn't watch much of it. <laughs> But something I would be interested to see yeah. is the Dapper Dance and other entertainers on Main Street. They're going to start singing songs in honor of Mickey and Minnie. I, I'm pretty sure they've been singing the Mickey Mouse Club song. But, uh, I mean, there's probably some other songs they could do. Um, uh, you know, that, you know, what right. no Mickey Mouse, what kind of party is that? You know, or, and, you know, there's all kinds of little Mickey Mouse songs they could pull out. Maybe the, even mouser size yeah. songs. That'd be fun. <laughs> 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 be a whole new generation of probably people that have never done mouse size. Could be. Okay. Um. So there's a special Mickey and Minnie themed merch Magic Kingdom. Um. For the 90th birthday. Ooh. You know, I I 
I wonder if this is a link. No, it's not. I'd really like mm-hmm. to be able to take a look and see what. I, mean, I know there's some special like Halloween merchandise. They have some really cool styles of them in costumes. But I'm wondering what these Mickey and Minnie themed merchandise that are special. Because, uh, you know, they've, they've always had Mickey and Minnie merchandise. But I'm kind of wondering what the specifics are. Especially also they talk about food. You know, that's, that's, out, mm-hmm. that's always fun. I'm kind of curious what they're doing. There's no hints of it. They're just saying that it's going to happen. Yeah. So they're going to have to really step up the game. <laughs> right? All right. And so this is a surprise celebration. So actually they're expecting some limited time magic entertainment and other experiences to just kind of pop up around Magic Kingdom Park. And I'm wondering if this is similar because remember, like, oh, however many years ago, they did a limited time magic and a cast member would just randomly walk up to people and maybe give them fast passes to something or some other really great item that would just suddenly... Poof! What happened? Surprise! So I'm, I'm figuring that's what they're talking about. That sounds exciting. That would be that would be nice. That'd be very nice. Mm-hmm. So number six, um, the Incredibles are going to be at the studios um, for Pixar Place. So that'll be something new and fun. Yeah, it's going to transform Pixar Place into Municipal City Block. Now, I, I don't remember that's what they called the city in The Incredibles, but okay, I guess Municiburg? Is that the name of the I, city? I don't... To be honest. I, do. I, I don't know if Disney Infinity they called it that either, so, but okay, we'll, we'll take it, Municiburg. <laughs> a city right? block, you know, so I, I wonder, though, if you're doing a whole city block, if you're going to see some other characters. I mean, you're going to see, of course, The Incredibles, but what about maybe End of Mode? Uh, maybe some other characters pop up. Um, maybe some villains. I don't know. That would be kind of neat, though. I hope it's not just the Incredibles. I hope some other characters from the franchise. But the, yeah. at the end of the block, yeah, at the end of the block, a party will be held in honor of Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone to celebrate their super deeds. So there you go. Frozone's going to show up. And it uh, looks like um, Edna will be... Uh, looks like there's a meet for her as well. No capes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no capes. <laughs> but also at Pixar Place, you get to look for clues to figure out where Jack Jack is hiding out. So I, yeah, because I guess they couldn't find a baby-sized um, person to be Jack Jack. I guess so. You gotta <laughs> look for him. Well, yeah, because he can turn invisible, right? So they can have some fun with that. They could. Which, they could. You know, the, those games that they've had, like the Kim Possible game that were like an interactive thing, I wonder if it's gonna, something like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. That that would be that would be fun. Or an egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> A cookie hunt. Right. <laughs> Num nums. Right. Oh yeah, that'd be great. And then it looks like also you're going to be able to meet Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. Um, awesome. That'll Something be... called Walt Disney Presents. I'm going to look at that real quick. So Walt Disney Presents is uh, over... It's in the part of the animation courtyard. And oh, this I is where you look at uh, yeah the, the creative legacy of Walt Disney. I think that had a different name for a long time. Wasn't that the one man's dream? I think so. Yeah, so it's got a new name, and so that's where Mike and Sully are going to be hanging out. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Alrighty. Also, we get to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Lion King with a Hunaka. That's a rough word. Hakuna Matata Time Dance Party. Time Dance Party. Hakuna Matata Time Dance Party. That's a very weird thing. It's going to be over on Discovery Island with Timon and Rafiki. And so you get to basically uh, roam right. free on a dance floor. It's a, it's a party. <laughs> now, it's weird that it is Rafiki and Timon. Where's Pumbaa? Yeah. Uh, but I guess Pumbaa can't dance. That's what I kind of wondered, too. Why it wouldn't be, why it wouldn't be Pumbaa. The Lion it's King's my favorite, so, you know. I think it's because Pumbaa doesn't have a costume. Yeah, Pumbaa would be really hard to have a costume to dance in. Sorry if we just ruined the illusion, kids. Uh, but Rafiki and Timon, you could have somebody dressed, you know, and dance. So, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, they'll get Pumbaa in there somehow, I guess. Right? I mean, they got to somehow. But, I mean, you know, they have Pumbaa at the um, at the show there at Animal Kingdom, yeah. and they could maybe they, they could, could do it to float out. Yeah, scoop Pumba out from the float and let him go. Hi, everybody! Let's dance. <laughs> that was a very bad Pumba, uh, but you get the idea. You know, he can eat a bug and fart. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gas-powered dancing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bug fuel. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So this one. Looks very interesting. It should, if uh, you're at a computer, you should check it out. Um, also at Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, you're hosing in front of special three-dimensional photo opportunities, recreated scenes from the animated. So I don't know exactly what they're doing here, but it looks like they throw a bucket of water up against this uh, chalkboard or something. And automatically creates the character, so it's really cool. Well, actually, I think the photo you're looking at has to do with the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. What they're talking about with this three-dimensional photo is it seems it's over in Animal Kingdom. It seems from, as it's calling an animated classic, which they're talking about the Lion King still. So they have something oh, in Animal right. Kingdom where you have like a three-dimensional Lion King opportunity, which... I don't know if that means that you get to pose within something where they have something set up from the Lion King or if it'll be like those Magic Pass type of photos where a cast member takes your photo and can add characters into the photo with you. Mm. But well, it says posing in front of a special three-dimensional photo opportunity, so they'll probably have something set up uh, and maybe they'll have an app. I'm guessing here because we don't have a lot of details, but maybe something on the Disneyland or the Walt Disney World app. Maybe it will create the characters into your photo if you take the photo with the app. Not sure how that's going to work, but it sounds really kind of cool. But yeah, as you were talking about with the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, they have a photo of a guy who uh, did something kind of weird here with uh, like, it looks like, yeah, he looks like he threw some paint at a, at a picture where he had already done Donald Duck with some sort of material, but it wouldn't show up until he threw a bucket of something at the, uh, the canvas here. That's really kind of cool, but that's part of the arts, and it's also, of course, going to have some food items in there as well. Uh, and that's actually going to take place on, from January 18th through the 25th. So this is different from the Food and Wine Festival because it's the Festival of the Arts, which I think is a typical Epcot staple. Um, the Disney on Broadway concert series 
expanding during the Festival of the Arts. So you'll get uh, more opportunities to um, experience some Disney mu- music live on stage. Uh, and I have not ever been to the Festival of Arts, so I don't really know much about it. But I only know what I've um, read. So well, this sounds like what they're going to do is perform some of the music from the Broadway versions of like Frozen, which I think Frozen just opened on Broadway. But you've also yeah. got, uh, you know, uh, the Aladdin musical has been really huge. They can do stuff from Newsies, uh, The Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, everything that they've done on Broadway. I guess they're going to perform some of that music live on stage during Festival of the Arts. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those well, no, Broadway course. shows are spectacular. So I've I, only gotten I to see the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, I've seen Lion King on the Broadway Lion King, but that's the only one I've seen. I'd like to see that one. I think it's might be coming to town here. I'll have to keep an eye open. I never get to go when it comes through town because I'm always broke, but we'll see. But, I know it's uh, coming the, down here. Awesome. Uh, they're also, they're talking about the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is coming back March 6th through June 3rd, which of course is going to have a lot of outdoor kitchens with some lot of different food to try and a lot of Disney-themed topiaries, as usual. Uh, and this, I know there's people who really love that type of thing. Uh, that would be like an event that I think my wife would really enjoy because she's, I mean, you take her into a botanical garden and she's very happy. She's very <laughs> natural nature, you know, animals and things too. Uh, so yeah, if we, if we need to get her down there during the Flower and Garden Festival and then let her hang out in Animal Kingdom and she'd be happy as anything. Normally when I go with my parents, um, because they're DVC members, so we either go to Flower and Garden or we go to Food and Wine, but Flower and Garden anymore has got so much of the Food and Wine incorporated too that you're kind of almost getting both with that one. So we like to do that one lately just because of kind of, you get kind of the best of both. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so this one I'm interested in is Walt Disney World usually has some awesome concerts down there. Uh, they've got the Garden Rocks concert series, and they're going to have concerts seven days a week during the Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, they're going to have about 270 concerts over the course of 90 days, so that looks really cool. Whoa. Yeah, man, they don't tell us. Well, that's that'd be a lot. Two hundred seventy. That'd be if if it's like a different band every show. I'm sure some bands are gonna have right. some repeat performances, but yeah, I'm, sure. I'm waiting for that list. <laughs> right. And I hope it's not all like the uh, Radio Disney type of really sugary teenage pop stuff. I hope it's not all a bunch of that. No. Well, they have such a diverse set. Go to Walt Disney. Disney World. It's yeah. amazing. Maybe so, even bring um, back a few uh, missed things like the uh, blood, sweat, and shears. Maybe right. have them come back and give them a different name, but let them come back and play a little concert would be fun. Well, I was watching, for watching the day in Chile. And then last week, I think it was Tiffany. A different huh. time of it was Foreigner. So it's like all these different artists. Oh, and you know, classic rock is on a comeback. So yeah, Foreigner. Uh, too bad Boston would never come back. But oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my parents were down in April for a garden, and they saw 
Herman's Hermits, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, the, see, I, that sounds like fun. And that's all during the Flower and Garden Festival. So see, now I have more reason I need to go. Yeah. Oh, but look at this. Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy is actually going to happen in the Hollywood Studios in the spring. Uh, this is a new show where you get to come face-to-face with Lightning, and he's going to teach you all of his experience on the track. So, yeah, you go with that, and you're ready for NASCAR, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> sure. And then it looks like you'll also get to meet his pal Cruz room outside the Academy. Oh, well, sure, that makes sense, because they're kind of passing the torch on to Cruz Ramirez. So, yeah, have her out there for the girls to go and, and be happy. Look, a, a girl racing car. Yay, I want to race cars, too. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Makes sense. Right. But, of course, there's going to be even more, because you can become an honorary toy in Toy Story Land over at the Hollywood Studios. You can, of course, visit Pandora over in the Animal Kingdom and bid, bid farewell to Illuminations, Reflections of Earth over at Epcot because it goes away summer 2019. <sighs> All that cool stuff, and then they bring us down. Let's <laughs> say, yeah. we're going to kill Maybe. one Maybe of your time. favorite shows. Oh, yes. All right, but now jumping outside the parks, I have a little bit of video game news. Are you guys familiar with Telltale Games? Yes, I heard about this today. Yeah, so I, I haven't played a whole lot of their stuff. Their games were primarily, uh, you're playing, they're very, very story-driven, and right. you get to make choices of how this, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure game. Uh, I only played a little bit of a Walking Dead game, because I was curious about it, and it was too depressing, I couldn't finish it, so I haven't played anywhere. I didn't even finish the first season, because every choice I made meant somebody had to die, and I didn't like choosing who was going to live and die every single stinking choice I got. So I I really didn't play much, but they've done some Batman games. They've done some Guardians of the Galaxy games, and uh, but they're Game having a close-up shop. Yeah, the, the, the Game Bat- of Thrones. Bat- uh, Batman. <clears throat> I played Back-, Back to the Future. That was the only oh, yeah. one that I played. Yeah, yeah, that one was almost a well, almost a point-and-click style. That was fun. Right, but the thing that I didn't like about what they did was they'd have chapters, so you pay five dollars yeah. for this one chapter and then if you didn't like it you didn't have to buy any more and I never played anything more than the first one <laughs> but then if you wanted to later they would release the entire game on like a on, on a single disc so, oh they did? yeah so you, you could buy discs of like the Batman and the Walking Dead that's how I got to play the Walking Dead is I, I actually rented the disc from a red box uh, for the, the the season one thing of course I don't know if they called it oh. season one at the time because I don't know if they were realizing they were going to make it two and a three, and I have they gone up to like four of those now. But each one wow. is like a complete game and story. Uh, but yeah, it was too depressing for me to play. So that's also why I don't watch The Walking Dead. It just seems too depressing. Right. But other things going along. While Telltale is calling it quits, uh, we also got to see there was some video that on December third, PlayStation Classic is coming out with. 20 games. I didn't see anything about the price, but the video does show some of the games, and I think the only thing that I might be mildly excited about is Final Fantasy 7. However, I'm kind of waiting. There's supposed to be a remake of Final Fantasy 7 that I think is supposed to be more of an action RPG. 
And I think I'd rather play that because I get really tired of random encounters and then me only getting to choose attack or magic or whatever. You know, I, I, I can't, I just can't stay with the game. I get bored too fast. So, but right. I, I don't know what the other the other games are. So far, I've only got to look at a, a handful. So with 20 games, well, I think, you know. I think they've only released like f- five of the names of the titles. And there's like a yeah. lot that they haven't released yet. Yeah, I did recognize a Tekken game, which that would kind of be fun to play with. Uh, right. But I would hope for, uh, of course, uh, granted, I actually went and found a disc of the original Resident <laughs> Evil. That would be something I would be interested in, but I already have that disc, and I can play it on my PS3. So I don't know what other they would have on there, but they have to they have to put some games on there that would tempt me into buying it. Uh, but this is actually smart, because when you look at the success of the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic, and I have heard Nintendo is going to release a Nintendo 64 Classic... Which I would be interested in that getting that as well, especially if they put right. like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. Which, granted, I do have a disc for that for my GameCube, but I'd rather if I could get it on the original controller. I, I, I'm more comfortable, I think, playing Ocarina of Time on its original controller with the uh, to play the Ocarina. You know, with the buttons, it was it made more sense to me than what you know the on the GameCube controller how that works. Oh yeah, that that controller was like unique. I mean, yeah, the way it was weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but they've got to have a Crash Bandicoot come out on that PlayStation. Yeah, Classic. I would think that would be like a necessity. That was one of the big. I mean, he was the mascot for a while, right? I they mean, that's what put Naughty Dog on the map, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't. Well, they did do that re-release of Crash Bandicoot. I think it's. Uh, did they do just maybe the first game, or did they do like a trilogy of Crash Bandicoot that got oh, HD remastered? I think over the summer for the PlayStation Four. Yeah. Which I was never really into Crash Bandicoot. Um, I know a lot of people really were. I I couldn't get into it. I'd, I'd play it and I'd be like, eh. Even on the Uncharted Four, you get to play a little section of Crash Bandicoot, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm spinning and jumping stuff. Yeah. It's never been my thing. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Mario type games, so I was into yeah. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> but uh, all right, here's some interesting stuff. So we got a Disney streaming service coming, and they of course have all these properties. Bob Iger was talking about with some content, and these aren't confirmed. But they said that there is potential series centered around Loki and Scarlet Witch. This is stuff that could happen. Not saying that it will happen, but could happen. I think they're they're looking at what potential people could really be interested in. I don't know if you'd get right. Tom. Well, I, Tom Hiddleston really seems to like playing Loki, so he might be interested in doing it even as a television series. He might do it. I don't know that he would, you know, he's he's kind of a big movie star now. I don't know if he would step down and just do some TV, but if he would, that would be great, because I can't imagine anybody else being Loki, that's for sure. So I, I think the Loki series would yeah, go over really well. I, I think it would. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing is, we don't know what's happening in uh, 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 Avengers 4. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is that a spoiler is that because I thought that Loki was going to be one of the ones that was gone prequel Loki has lived how many centuries you have so much open territory that you can dive into 
Right. So that that'd be my thought. Is this is all you know before all that, all the things Loki, all the mischief Loki could get into, going off on his own. That would be fun. Right. And then, of course, Scarlet Witch would actually make a pretty good series because, I mean, a, a lot of people were wanting to see more of the Marvel heroines uh, getting some more attention. Scarlet Witch, if they start giving her a bit more of the powers that she should have by the comic standards, that could be really, really cool. So I'm, I'm hoping that they can go ahead and they, they actually make these series. It would be exciting. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I can't wait for it to come out. Yep, so hopefully this does happen, because right now it's just kind of speculation. But I, I, I was excited about the speculation. Alrighty, moving on. To, uh, Netflix actually announced a live-action series on, based on Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's even being created by the original creators of the popular Nickelodeon series. Uh, what were their names here? Um, I had it pulled up, and now I've lost it. <laughs> but it's the original people, so you know, I we did uh, hear from, from John on Facebook, who talked about how he got so excited for the live-action film and it was such a disappointment, one of the worst films, that it's difficult to get excited about this. But I think maybe if you give this a chance, I mean, this is, like I said, it's coming from the original creators of the series, uh, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konetsko. Uh, so they're, they're going to be faithful to what they intended the series to be. Now, personally, I've only ever watched like one, maybe two episodes, and I couldn't get into it. I don't know. It just didn't click for me. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it. Did you guys ever watch that cartoon? No, but I saw the the movie when it came out, and I wanted to see it. I just never got around to doing it. Uh, I saw the movie, and I've seen quite a few episodes of the cartoon, uh, mostly at work, because my kiddos at work like to watch it. Um, and it was all right. I'm... It, it was not one of my favorite things, but I'm not really into Avatar, so kind of... Yeah. Didn't get too excited about it. Yeah, the I, I never got in. Uh, the animation itself was a little choppy to me. It didn't. Look, yeah. It didn't just didn't look good, so it couldn't hold my attention. But I would probably give this a try as a live action series. I'd, I'd give it a look. It might be fun. But they probably better cast the Asian like actors this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, goody! Guess what? It was, it's time to go to the trailer park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, so we had three movies that two of them were Disney. One is not a Disney, but I think we'd be interested in anyway. But my gosh, three trailers this week. I thought I was just going to run out of time of going through this stuff. But the first trailer that popped out on Monday was for Mary Poppins Returns. I can't remember why we kept most of this stuff to begin with. Don't you remember that kite? We used to love flying that with mother and father. Those days are long behind me. That's why I live and breathe. Mary. Poppins, who came back? 
You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I'd taught you better. What brings you here after all this time? Same thing that brought me the first time. I've come to look after the bank's children. Us? Oh, yes, you too. We're about to lose our home. Everything's fallen to pieces since your mother. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. It's a good thing you come along when you did, Mary Poppins. How'd you do that? Do what? So you've been off filling the children's heads with stuff and nonsense. You've forgotten what it's like to be a child. Everything is possible. Even the impossible. All right, now, right. see, after I looked at right. this trailer, this, I, I, I get, okay, you've got a masterpiece movie and you're trying to make a sequel to it, how, like, what, 50 years later, something like that. And so, of course, there's, it seemed like this trailer is trying to survive on references to the original movie because we get to see the mirror trick. Oh, look, here we are going into a cartoon. It, it, it felt so much like they're trying to repeat stuff that made the first movie special with all these references that that I mean, that's what they're trying to sucker us in with. And I did see people got excited for this, but this, uh, this sorry, I'm, I'm still not excited at all for this. This didn't really? do it for me. How about you? Yeah, this I thought, it just felt like they're trying too hard. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the nostalgia's there, but I, I have to... This is Mary Poppins. You can't nostalgia this. You've got to come up with something good, and you've got to blow my socks off. So, and so I'm far, they little, haven't shown anything that blows my socks off. I'm a little torn, because Mary Poppins is my favorite, um, so I'm not sure yet. I, I don't want it to be a repeat of Mary Poppins, um, but I hope of that that same feel as Mary Pop as the original. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see what they do. Yeah. I, I want them to do something amazing with it. Of course, I'd rather than not make it. You should have left alone, but if you're going to do it, you better bring it. And so far, you know, nostalgia is not going to cut it for this. You've got to really, really bring it Mary Poppins style. And you got to you got to live up to it and not just, oh, look, here's a reference. Oh, look, here's a reference. And that's all this trailer was to me was we're referencing the original movie. Well, good. But you got to bring something new to the table. And it's got to be just as good, if not better than that first. So we'll see. But next on the agenda, Tuesday came out with a Captain Marvel trailer. Finally. language. 
I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. idea what threats are out there we can't do this alone we need you i'm not what you think i am Okay. I was already, oh my I was sold at the beginning. She crashed into a blockbuster. I loved it. I loved that <laughs> part. That was awesome. I worked at Blockbuster. <laughs> I was I was sold right from that moment. Uh, but this is exciting. And the, the cool thing is I'm only I'm mainly familiar with Captain Marvel as when she was called Ms. Marvel. And the only powers I was really familiar with were the ones that Rogue stole, stole from her. And so she had like that near invulnerability and flying and the super strength. Uh, these, this like power and these bolts she's thrown out of her arms. I was not familiar with that. So that, that was mind blowing. Right. Hey, she's, she's supposed to be the new, uh, most uh, in the MCU. Yeah, see, this is going to be good. Uh, and she's probably more powerful than I ever gave her any credit for. And I do like that we are going to get to see, uh, we saw Marvel. Uh, we got to see some scrolls in this. And the, the big, the big notice attention getter was her punching this old lady, which I automatically, my brain went straight to, oh, it's a scroll. Because for anyone who doesn't know, scrolls are shapeshifters. And there right. was an entire storyline called the Secret Wars where they had infiltrated Earth and they would take in the form of different heroes. And so they can hide in plain sight because you won't be able to tell it's a scroll. <laughs> and I have a feeling that this movie is going to dive that direction. And I'm excited. That's cool. I just hope that they kind of kind of tamed down all the SJW stuff because when they first had uh hero come up they had it focus on her and i was like oh, we're gonna go down the same road that star wars is going so i'm a little taken back i'm waiting for the next trailer to come out hoping that they're gonna correct course yeah it's sort of the difference between like uh when with doctor who they cast a woman it's like okay cool for me it's like hey, cool another doctor you know, whatever it's a woman, you know, but the right. way that they advertised it when they, they put the phrase, it's about time. That's where I'm kind of like, Oh, but see, now you're not doing it just because you thought it was a cool idea. Now you're yeah. doing it because it's marketable. Right. 
Because whether people want to admit it or not, Hollywood is following the response of this type of thing of calling for more more women heroes and stuff because there's money in it. That's the way it works. And that's fine. And, it's fine. And, fine. Just don't. But you have it. to make it good. Yeah. So uh, this looks like it'd be good because, you know, we, we've seen a good example like Wonder Woman. But of course, Wonder Woman does well. Hollywood says, oh, hey, we need to make more movies like that because women heroes apparently is a good thing. And when you look at The Force Awakens making so much money, oh, look, women heroes, we can make money with that. And there was even when the rumors were flying around that Harold Henry Cavill was actually going to be fired from D.C., which we found out. No, he's not. Uh, Henry Cavill has been like teasing people about the fact that everybody was saying that he was fired. No, he's still Superman. Right. But there was even a rumor that followed up that they were going to cast Michael B. Jordan, also known as Killmonger to us Marvel fans, uh, to be the new Superman. And that, that kind of made me think, you know, uh, with the success of Black Panther, Hollywood's now going to look at that and say, hey, are there some more black superheroes we can bring to the forefront? To, because there's money in it. But, uh, you know, heck, go ahead. Bring me some more black superheroes. Make a good movie. I'm going. I'll be there. Yeah. But Hollywood will do it because there's money in it because they think there's a trend there. Hollywood follows but, trends. But and it's not a static trend. shock, I mean, man. Come on. We're static shock. Ago. What was that now? Blade, Blade came out 20 years ago. I mean, can we have more Blade movies then? For like political reasons, yes, and I, you know what? Let's have a new blade to fit into the MCU. Right, I'd be down with that. Yes, yes, they please. They have them on the uh, Marvel pub- Puzzle Quest. They need to bring them. Yeah, let's see some Blade movies, which also means you could bring in Morbius. Because then you have the living vampire. And, oh, what if you can get to a movie where you had Morbius and Blade actually teaming up? Oh. <laughs> That would be so cool. Right? Because Morbius is like this reluctant vampire because he's 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 known as the living vampire. He doesn't always re- he doesn't want to be a bad guy, you know, when you get to his his full personality. So him and Blade teaming up to go take down a worse vampire. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Be the great. Possibilities. Oh. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay, well, now that I've geeked out a little bit, we got one more movie that I I didn't know anything about this coming until Eric popped that video up, and I was like, what is this? And uh, it's called Stan and Ollie. Camera set. All right, back projection. Cue music. And action. Hollywood legends Mr. Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy arrived in Britain today as they embarked on a national tour. We're doing this while we're waiting for this new picture to come together. I'm going to make sure that this tour gets off on the right foot. There it is, the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) It's amazing that you two are still going strong, still using the same old material. Here they are. Such a wonderful reception, isn't it, Ida? It's okay. (laughs) Two double acts for the price of one. (laughs) Pretty empty last night. I guess people just don't want to see Laurel and Hardy anymore. Has he been pushing you a little too hard, babe? You know, Stan. You could have said goodbye, Oliver, a long time ago. We had a good thing going, but you had this big chip on your shoulder because I did a picture with someone else. I couldn't sleep for days when they told me what you did. You're just a lazy ass who got lucky because you met me. Lucky to spend my life with a man who hides behind his typewriter? You betrayed me. Betrayed our friendship. You're hollow. You cannot go on stage again in your condition. I love you. 
but I won't stand by and watch this nutty tour put you in a wooden box. I should never have had us take this tour. I love him, Ida. You're not leaving, are you, Stan? The show must go on. <laughs> When you watch our movies, it was just the two of us. All we had was each other. <laughs> She didn't regret Rianne. And you shouldn't regret Rianne either. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stan Laurel and Mr. Oliver Hardy. I'll miss us when we're gone. So will you. So this is Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, and Oliver Hardy is actually being played by, oh my gosh, I lost his name, uh, but Wreck-It Ralph is playing Oliver Hardy. Uh, um, nice. John C. Riley is that the guy's name? I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh, I, and I had it. It was in my head five seconds before I got to it. <laughs> but it's Rick and Ralph playing Oliver Hardy, and so I'm 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 in for this. I've seen some old uh, Oliver and Hardy movies, and I love them. They're funny. I mean, I think the biggest one was when they 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 meet Frankenstein. I I don't know if I've seen all of that one. But oh, a movie about them, and I remember there was a TV movie like a long time ago, probably 10, 15 years ago about them. But this, I think, focused more on a, a tour they did of the United Kingdom at some point uh, later in their in careers. And I, it just looked like it's so well made. I, I'm, I'm excited for this. It's not a Disney movie, but I'm going. Right. Anybody else? Did you guys see that? Yeah, it looks it's like great. a great movie. Yeah, and yeah. it is um, John C. Riley that 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 is. Yeah, I do remember his name. <laughs> and it's sort of like you know I, this one. I, I hope would actually have a nice ending because there's another biopic coming up, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Unfortunately, I know oh, how yeah. that ends, and it's it's sad, it kind of sounds sad. So I haven't really been promoting it here because I'm like that. I, it's like part of me is excited, and the rest of me is like, oh, but I know how it's going to end, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> Mercury was my favorite when I was a kid. Uh, he was such a great talent. And it's like, yes, we know how he ended up. It was so sad. He dies. I mean, come on. Right. I, I, I think that's why I think I liked the Johnny Cash story a little bit better. Walk the line because I knew it was going to end up. Okay. La Bamba though was La Bamba was so sad at the end. And then I watched that Buddy Holly yeah. movie, and it ends the same way as La Bamba because it's the same incident. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can put myself through another. But yet, part of me is like, oh, but it's Queen, right? <sighs> but yeah. it's Freddie Mercury. Yes, and it's, I mean, such a great talent. But oh, so I don't know if I could go into that. But I, Oliver and Hardy, uh, I don't think it's going to go all the way up to their deaths. So I'm hoping for a nice, shiny, happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we're going to go see it when I'm out at at Disneyland. So I think we're going to try to go see it. There you go. And you two are headed up to Marceline, actually, here in a couple weeks, aren't you? Well, yeah, Missouri uh, for two more weeks. California closing things up, and then I'm going to move out here. Awesome. So we'll coordinate a time. We'll all go to Marshalline when, when, you know, when I can go, because you're going on a weekday and I'm going to have to go to class because darn that education. I, but I really want my education. <laughs> <laughs> and I just finished.
finished but... mine, so now I can actually Yay! do things again. <laughs> All righty, but uh, we really got to wrap things up today. So uh, once again, I want to remind everybody, go to DisneyInspired.com or heck, you can search Disney Inspired on Facebook. I think you guys have a fan page and a group now, don't you? Yeah, we have the group that's being set up or it's been set up uh, to really get, get growing here. Um, and then we're going to have a ton of uh, content on that. But right now, if you want to go to Facebook and look for Disney Inspires, because you can't have a group and a page with the same name, um, you'll be able to find <laughs> us there. And we have a ton of activity growing on there. You know, actually, I think I'm getting away with it. I do have a, a fan page and a group that's both an Everland podcast, though. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to you. But I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I set this up, you know, like nearly five years ago. So that might, they might have yeah. changed the policy since then. But I haven't Maybe. ever gotten any flack for it. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. But thanks Thank for coming you. on and being our co-host this week and flying with us in Everland. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.